I, I just love the excitement and enthusiasm. And I also talk to him about, you know, hey, it just doesn't come easy, guys. You got to work hard. You got to, you know, put the time in. You got to hustle and do what you got to do. And it's your work ethic and discretion and what you do, how you do business is going to set the success of what you do. Welcome to the KayaCast, the podcast for cannabis businesses looking to launch, grow and scale their operations. Each week, we bring you interviews with industry experts and successful retailers, plus practical tips and strategies to help you succeed in the fast-growing cannabis industry. Welcome back to the KayaCast podcast. And today I have a returning guest. I have Mike Wilson, the CEO of Temeca Group and Greenspace Pro. Mike was one of my first guests that I had on the podcast. And so we reconnected after a year uh, just just kind of check in and see what's happening at Greenspace because they've got a V2 of their software coming out soon. And if you haven't checked out Greenspace, it's an amazing, amazing project management solution for cannabis dispensaries. We've had a bunch of people from their company on our podcast. And so it's so cool to have Mike here talking about, you know, implementing some of those best practices, safeguarding the future growth of your business and also his work in New York. Tomeka Group and Greenspace and Mike, they are so intimately involved in the growth that's happening in New York. So I got his perspective on what's happening in New York. And we know that there's the injunction that's happening there and it's slowing things down, but it's still such an exciting market. So I really hope you enjoy this conversation with Mike Wilson from Greenspace Pro. Mike Wilson is the founder and CEO of Greenspace Pro, a cannabis business platform designed to bring together business professionals, entrepreneurs, and investors in the cannabis industry. Mike is an experienced entrepreneur, having started and sold several businesses in the past, as well as developed a successful real estate portfolio as the founder and president of Temeca Group. So Mike, welcome to the KayaCast podcast. Dude, it's been a year since you were on here last. You were one of my first guests. So I just want to jump in and, and say, welcome back. Pleasure, man. I, I appreciate you coming back. And a lot of stuff has transpired in a year compared to where we were a year ago today, man. It, it's pretty amazing. Well, I want to start there. What would you say is your biggest win from the past year? You know, I think for us, you know, the Temeca brand and the Greenspace brand is, is you know, for Temeca, it's it's growing the relationships that I've done. I felt very strongly about the relationship we've shot with obviously Kaya Push and all our other suppliers and stuff. And then secondarily is a customer base. You know, we've been very, very fortunate and expanding and, and growing our brand in different states as it legalizes. I think we're creeping. I, I We lose track of how many stores. I think it's over 500 now, but it's insane the amount of stores we've done. And then lastly is the biggest thing is New York. I mean, I'm so pumped and excited about New York and what they're doing, you know, with, with regards to the DASNY and for the state to be putting up money and building these stores. You know, it's a different model that's been not been done before. And I'm really, you know, excited about that and what it does for the, the social equity applicant. Give me the kind of the one minute elevator pitch of how Greens Pro helps cannabis businesses. How do you guys help those those dispensaries have one single place for all their communications? So at the end of the day, ours is a location-based system. A lot of people are trying to use Smartsheets, Excel, Asana, Monday. And what we realized is there needed to be a location-based system. So first and foremost, aggregation of data, your license, your leases, Anything that's a renewal type piece, you can attach it to your location and put set dates on when they renew. Is it annually? Is it five years down the road? A lease is going to be done. I can't even tell you how many people get an auto renew on their lease just because they weren't aware of when it gets renewed. Because once again, 
you've got so many moving objects in cannabis and it's not the easiest thing to manage. You know, when I first got in this space, I'm like, how do you know not know who the license, who owns it? But you start thinking about all these different LLC structures and every, all these different things of, and point of contacts and who owns the property. So that was one of the biggest points why we saw the necessity to have a uh, location-based system. And then once again, is because of our background, we could put SOPs in place for construction, obviously got HR, like from Kaya push different, you know, best protocols and put some templates in there to set these people up for best practices. Do you find that a lot of multiple locations, people, how are they managing that before, before a system came in? Like, I bet that was a challenge. Reactionary. To be honest, everything that I've ever dealt with in, in the space mainly is reactionary because trying to be proactive sometimes is we got so many things going on, it's challenging. And what system do you do to do that? So that's why we created this. And, and what I would say is, you know, I'd hear, oh, we got an audit coming, you know, and everyone's throwing the ambulances are going off. The sirens are going off. Send the crew up to that location. Let's make sure it's tidy. Why not just put the best practices in place? So many businesses are reactionary and that's where you're going to fail when you're reacting and reacting and reacting. So how important are some of these SOPs and knowledge shares and how does Greenspace kind of help provide that. We have a library of templates, you know, construction, compliance, HR, all the different POS companies that we deal with, they've got their training manuals in there. So it's kind of a platform that you've got this, you know, go to a one source place to go to, to get all this aggregated data. Cause then it's a one true source. You know, they could go to see all these templates and, and have this library of content from all these different providers that have, have thankfully been able to participate and input into our system. A big issue in the industry is turnover. How can dispensaries safeguard that institutional knowledge when an employee leaves a position. So say there's a bud tender that knows all about whatever a certain product or an inventory manager. How do you pass on that institutional knowledge when somebody does leave? The problem we see all the time and time again is personnel leaves, the IP goes with them. And that's where if you put it in here, it stays within the organization and stays there. I see that with people working on consultant base and stuff like that is, you know, they're working with a client and all of a sudden they're going like, where did it all go? We have no idea where we're at. And then governments and, and different institutions, as they're working long, somebody goes to leave for another city because they legalize. Well, they go, well, guess what? All that IP of four years into that person walks right out the door and goes out of another city and their benefit, they're benefited, not the city that put all that money and lost that ROI of investment they put into it. How can a business owner kind of safeguard against that happening? I mean, obviously at the end of the day, you, if someone's going to leave, they're going to take that IP with them. But are there certain tactics that a dispensary owner can put in place before that happens to safeguard their future? Stop using you know static spreadsheets that are out and about that's within their their drive or in their laptop. You know, once again, if you put everything into the space, it stays there and they control it. Versus having these things outside of the system, you know that that's just you know unfortunately it goes away, it walks away, or even once again is, you know, I can't even tell you how many static spreadsheets are out there. And if they're not updated and kept up, it's very hard. What's nice about ours is like some of the templates, you change a date, it notifies all your team members. So in real time construction schedules or, or whatever it might be, as you change, it gets notification. You know, when you're talking about 40, 50 projects, or even two projects, trying to make sure you keep up a, a schedule and maintain them and, and tell everybody, it's hard because you said to go, okay, who do I need to tell? You've got so many moving parts of, of opening a business on top of, you know, opening a normal business is fine, but opening cannabis, there's so much regulation, there's so much unknowns and stuff. So that way you could kind of put your timing in there and go there and not overthink and, and or 
forget about something, one of those steps, and you can put it on there. So that's what we're kind of excited about having some of the templates and and sort of the notification process. So you go through there, you're not caught, you know, like you say, opening a store going, oh my gosh, I got half the staff. Oh, you know, I got to put in a lot of hours. I guess I'm sleeping at the store because I'm never going to be able to leave. I know that you have been super involved in what's happening in New York. So I'd love to kind of get some of your insights into what's happening in New York and start with what do you see as the biggest opportunity in New York for dispensary owners? I just love it. I, I just love the excitement and enthusiasm. And I also talk to them about, you know, hey, it just doesn't come easy, guys. You got to work hard. You got to put the time in. You got to hustle and do what you got to do. And it's your work ethic and discretion and what you do, how you do business is going to set the success of what you do. So I'm excited. And like you say, I just love being around these guys and the enthusiasm. It's just super cool and fun to, you know, share stories of, you know, the Stizzies and all these other ones, legacy brands that we've worked with and see them grown from, you know, zero stores up to where they're at today is one of the largest brands in, in, in the United States. So it's kind of cool sharing the stories and how that journey went. What advice would you give to someone that's opening a dispensary in New York for that in-store experience to kind of make it unique, to make it stand out from all of these other stores that are opening. Site selection is a big deal right now. And there's some challenges with that because they've given away so many licenses now. It's kind of hard getting locations. It's kind of a bummer because there's so many people out there getting locations and you know, kind of eating each other in a sense of what's happening. So I kind of feel bad with that. Knowing a budget and knowing the reality of what your store is going to perform and do, having that you know reverse engineer into, I think I could do this X a day and just doing your homework. What I hate to see is someone just, you know, emotionally makes a decision and gets in there and then they set their expectations so hard. They're paying a massive rent and just the stress to cover that nut. You know, I like to have eyes all wide open, do the due diligence, ask the questions, do the homework and and, and look at that. And then obviously the site selection, you got a bad mechanical and that landlord puts it on you and it's an $85,000 number to pay for it. That's something, you know, ouch, that hurt. You know what I mean? So trying to make sure that there's no surprises on them on the due diligence process of selecting properties and just doing a better job at that. Now, looking at the industry as a whole, what would you say are some of the most promising areas for growth in the cannabis industry? I think, you know, obviously the Safe Banking Act and deschedulizing, you know, that gets allow access for money and just get some of these hardships and stuff, 280E and things. I think that's a massive one that can help. It gives access to capital. It just, you know, it just opens up some things that are fortunately hard to get at right now. But I think that to me is a massive one. I was in Minnesota, which is kind of exciting, you know, getting in in there early, talking to the regulators, talking to what's going on there and hoping to guide them to help them to set up some good regs to do a successful program, doing it for as long as we have. We could show the good, the bad, or different, or give options. You know, these are the things that work and these are the different options of how you could do it. But there's just so many, you know, exciting times of where we're at right now. But the whole deschedulization, say peaking, you know, I think they're going to obviously be scheduled, which would be a massive, massive uplift for everybody. So I think just seeing some of these things that are just, you know, it takes time and, and, and get through this, but um, I'm excited. I agree. I think there's, there's a lot of growth still left in the industry. I want to wrap it up with one, one last question. What is your number one tip for helping a dispensary launch, grow, or scale their business? You know, I think having everything put together due to due diligence and trying to get something like green space that puts everything into a file cabinet, organization, repeatable tasks, SOPs, and just having a really clear line of sight to organize and put everything out there. So it's repeatable. And, and once again, not dependent on a, a, a person, you know, that you have all that IP in a system that's scalable and, you know, our system works for one location or 200 locations. It doesn't matter, but just something that has a repository that everything stays 
organized, consistent, detailed, and push along to all the participants in your organization and external out of your organization, tightening that battle up and holding people accountable. Can you share any exciting things that are on the horizon for Greenspace? And then how can people connect with you guys or you know, implement the system into their business. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, we got V2 just to launch. So that was our, our set of V1 was good, but it was just more of the, I would call minimal vile product. Now we have a really exciting product that, you know, we're launching and, and we're really like getting behind everybody and showing. And, and this is the, this is to me, it's the real deal. It's the product. I mean, we've been so blessed in Temeca getting deep into, you know, all the different operational parts of it to share, to help that. And then also with other people like Kaya Push and different people that we do work with to show that exposure of, of best practices to help them and help everybody connect. I just, that, that's what I'm so, so grateful for everybody that we've been partners with and that we've been having the relationships with and the customer base to be so open and trusting to us, to show us that weakness or, or, or kryptonite that's happened in their company to expose it, you know, just so we can maybe mitigate, eliminate those problems from happening to somebody else. Mike, I am so grateful that you've taken this time to share about green space and Temeca and New York and everything. It's always great to reconnect. Awesome. No, I love the time to with Tom. And like I said, I can't believe a year's been here since we did this last. It seems like, it, it, honestly, it just, it time flies so, so fast and stuff. So once again, I really appreciate your time. Always an enjoyment to do this with you. One of the most important things that I got from that interview was really leveraging those SOPs and that data and having it all in one place because having, you know, those important things in spreadsheets or Google documents or whatever, and they disappear, your dispensary is going to suffer. Greenspace Pro offers such a great solution. They're partners of Kaya Push. We're so excited to uh, be partners with an a fellow tech organization that's doing amazing things like that. So again, I want to thank Mike. It's always a pleasure to hang out with him and hear the excitement behind some of the things he's doing. We didn't even get into the amazing things that Temeca Group is doing, building beautiful cannabis dispensaries. If you want to find out more about Temeca, go check out my interview with him last year and you can find out more about that. One more thing that I just want to remind you of, it's not too late to vote for Kaya Cast for Podcast of the Year and Kaya Push for Business Software of the Year for the MJs happening in November. Voting ends October 15th. So, you know, if you're listening to this past the day, well, it's too late. If not, get out and vote. The last few votes really matter to help us win these prestigious awards. I want to thank you for subscribing and listening to the Kaya Cast podcast. And I look forward to sharing more stories of business owners who are launching, growing, and scaling their cannabis businesses. Thanks for listening to the KayaCast podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast in your favorite podcast app or visit our website to learn more about our guests and to access the full archive of episodes from the show. Join us next time as we continue to explore the world of cannabis and help you grow, launch, and scale your business.